This is Mindful Conversations with Matt Heyman, and I have my co-host here with me today, as always. Hello. Dr. Rob Cook, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) It is uh, for us, um, today is Wednesday. Yes, it is. It's February 15th. Did you get anything for your wife for Valentine's Day? I was just going to ask you if you did. No, I didn't. You are such a dirtball. That's what I'm told. Wow. But there's a reason why. So I'm haunted by a memory, you know, because we're talking about today resiliency. Yes. And um, back when Deanne and I were first married, this is our 30th year anniversary. Congratulations. July 31st. Wow. Um, 1993 was the year of our marriage. Congratulations. Being officiated officially before God and people. And um, it's been quite the ride. Um, I've had to understand resiliency there. I have been, you know how they always say the better half? Yes. My wife is definitely the better half. I would say the same. God definitely gave me Deanne uh, because he knew what I needed in the so resiliency thankful that Deanne has had incredible resiliency to endure being married to me so we both married up oh for sure yes but this memory was valentine's day like 1994 and we went out i remember we went to like mike's pub or something there on stadium drive okay and they have like the best wings like ever I, re- okay. I remember that, but I remember that I came to that dinner and it was Valentine's day and I bought, I brought, <laughs> I brought my wife a, a bar of soap. <laughs> what an idiot. Okay. I, I'm thinking that nothing might be better than that. <laughs> So at that point, my wife strictly helped me understand what type of gifts would be appropriate <laughs> on Valentine's Day. So I have, I have over 30 years, I have improved my gift giving talent. So that's a perfect segue for why I did not get her anything. Okay. Because for her, she doesn't want or require flowers. She doesn't want or require a card. She doesn't want or will eat chocolate very often. Mm -hmm. So the best thing that I can do for her for Valentine's is to take her out for dinner. That's a smart, that's always a smart idea. You know, and that's what we do. We didn't do it yesterday, um, but at some point I'll say to her, hey, where do you want to go for dinner? And this will be the Valentine's. How many years um, are you guys married? Uh, we will be working on 42. 42 years. All yep. right. You got 12 years on us. Here is a picture. I'm showing Rob my phone. Took a picture yesterday because Odin, the incredible golden retriever, <laughs> got his mom a 
Valentine's Day card. I could see it. Picture of himself. And a little box of candy. I see that. box of candy. So the picture shows Deanne holding the card and the candy with Odin. Yes, right there. Right there. I don't think he's saying, hey, I did this for you. He's like, can I bite that? Like, (laughs) That's what he does. I had him deliver the card in his mouth. And so I love it. I love it. That was cool. Hey, big news in the Kansas City fan part of me this past Sunday my birthday was last Thursday and um your your gift that you gave me yes there was a gift card it helped us have dinner good up in Grand Rapids we went we went up to Grand Rapids for my birthday weekend and uh, but came home Sunday and the Chiefs gave me the best birthday present I could have asked for got me a Super Bowl ring I saw that congratulations I uh I would have been okay with either team, but we were rooting for Kansas City. So it it was good. They did not have a good first half. It was a, I mean, Pat Mahomes was on the field with the offense for like eight minutes. I know. For the entire first half. So it was a weird first half for sure. And had they maintained that, you know, but the defense scored when uh, Philly fumbled. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, just unfortunately, just like dropped the ball, and and they yeah. just happened. They called a scoop and score, so he scooped the ball yeah. up and ran to the end zone. And those are always just magical moments because it's like a free touchdown. But both teams showed great class because yeah. in that, uh, what everyone thought was a poor call of interference or holding, um, that guy said, "No, the ref got it right. I I I did do that." And then I saw an interview with Mahone referring to their quarterback and saying, you know what, if anybody doubted his ability to play at that level, that should have squashed it. Oh, yeah. He's a good quarterback. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, there was sportsmanship that I felt like was atypical at that level, and it was kind of refreshing. It was refreshing, and it's it's nice to see good football. Like it would have been horrible if it would have been a blow a blowout, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And there was lots of story going into this because I really do like the the Eagles head coach, and I I, I, like, I like Jalen Hurts, and I like the whole package, and so I knew it was going to be a tough go. And Patrick, of course, had the high ankle sprain that he had to deal with, and that was tra- you know that was just traumatic in itself. But in the end. Um, it felt good to get a win. Not like it's my team. It's not like I'm the coach, <laughs> but grew up in Kansas City, grew up going to Arrowhead. So watching. This, this is our attempt to do sports radio talk. <laughs> we are looking to diversify, but, but we digress. And so thank you. If you've tuned in, thank you for listening to our shenanigans. Um, today we want to share some content on the concept of resiliency and we want to talk specifically about the resilient conference that the Response Care Center is hosting um, at Grace Spring Church. Yes, April twenty eighth and 29th. Friday night and Saturday. Yeah, and so we are really excited. We've got everything up and running in terms of the website and cool. the, and the uh, the registration process and things like that. So we wanted to take some time today to talk about the conference. Okay. And to talk about resiliency. So what is resiliency? Uh, Or being resilient? Well, I mean, I think everybody probably has 
you know, when I think of resiliency, the first thing I think about are kids. Yes. Because kids are just from birth. They're wired to like endure crazy things. They're so darn resilient. I agree. I agree. Like I was really, I mean, I was, I was, I had confessed I wasn't the best husband starting out. My wife was resilient. Kaylin and Emma had to endure my, my parenting, my fatherhood. (laughs) And thank God there was like a, there was like a software program like installed with them that they could be resilient while I learned how to be a dad. I'm with you there. You know? And um, so, yeah, resiliency, I always think of kids' ability just to navigate through stuff. I concur with that. I think they of bounce it, back. That's what I was just going to say. Resilience to me, resiliency to me is bouncing back. It's, it's bouncing. And I would say bouncing back better than you were because that element of recovering and managing challenges Growing through adversity. Yep. Yeah. Isn't there a tagline about that or something? Yeah. I mean, the conference, <laughs> as we will, we'll get to that in a moment, but yeah, advancing through adversity together. Together. Yeah. That's another comp- key component for me of resiliency. Yeah. I mean, the idea of being resilient is to be able to withstand or to recover quickly from difficult situations. Yes. Um, right. And so, there's lots of different ways that we could angle this, but I think the reason why we started thinking about the Resilient Conference was because I think you and um, Brian Tima yeah. at Grace Spring Church um, were starting to talk about wanting to do like a mental health conference. Yes. And so it kind of started way back when maybe uh-huh. in terms of wanting to do something and then what came to surface was the idea of resiliency. Yeah, and that's really important because, as you know, our society is throwing significant challenges at us from a number of different directions. And it's not just in the United States. It's worldwide, like the earthquake in Turkey. Um, recently, as most people know, the shooting at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on in our culture that is not on the uh, positive side of it, not on the healthy side of it. Yeah, I, I, I have thought when we, when we were originally thinking about the possibilities on what the conference would look like, and when we did land on resilient, um, I just thought about the last three years with the pandemic. That too, yeah. There's lots before the pandemic. I'm not saying that there's not, but it just seems like the pandemic is just like the gift that just keeps giving. Yes. It's like, stop giving. Yeah. But we've had to see ourselves resilient to be able to make it through each stage of the pandemic. Yes. Now, there are so many layers to the adversities that we faced economic adversity, yeah. health adversity, relational, relational yep. um, organization, yes, um, protocol, political, right, ideological. I mean, so many layers that brought adversity into the sphere of our community. Yes. 
And the reason why the tagline is advancing through adversity together is because it, we have a better shot at, at doing good if we stay together. Oh, totally. It's the scene in the movie Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Yes. And he is early in his slavery to being a gladiator, and he's being used to entertain people. Yes. And it's one of his early gladiator fights where he has a ragtag group of guys that haven't really congealed together. And he is an he's an army general. I mean, he's right. super, it's my favorite, one of my favorite movies. But he is this esteemed army general found as a slave in the midst of this gladiator and group of men. And they're going to fight something that's going to come out of these gates. So they're in the middle of a dusty Colosseum. And he gathers them around and says, we have a better chance of surviving if we do this together. Yep. And they quickly, most of them, there's a couple that didn't, but most of them followed his lead and whatever came out, they fought as a team. Yeah. And they overcame. Yes. That's the picture that comes to my mind when I think of together. Well, I think of that too. Uh, in a closer to home illustration, I feel like at, the, and you'll remember this, at the beginning of the pandemic, we at the Response Care Center pulled the team together and we had conversation. Yeah. We had conversation about what we thought was happening, how we wanted to respond to it, um, what kind of decision-making process did we want to leverage for this. And at least in our little part of the world, our team came together and just like in the Gladiator movie, we we battled that thing together. And I, I've, I believe that we came out better because of it. Absolutely. You know, we, we made some decisions early on and, and uh, put together a system so that we could confront whatever it was that came out of that. And we didn't, we didn't know most people listening. You didn't know what to expect. Everything was brand new in regard to what the adversity was presenting. And so you had to have the ability to be flexible and pliable. And gosh, do you remember all the, like the, 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 we had to be like shut in. You had to oh, be. Oh, yeah. Right. The mask, yeah. the shut in, the, yep. this, the vaccinations, blah, blah, blah. But um, let me just give a shout out real quick to the conference website address. Okay. Because I'm going to be rehearsing this a little bit over the course of our conversation. But you can go to our website at resilientconference.org. And that will give you direct information about the conference. It will give you the option to look over our speakers. We have some really talented speakers. Yes. We have our keynote speaker, Dr. Brooks Gibbs. Yes. I'm excited about um, a psychologist that specializes in resiliency. Yeah. Has done a ton of work with schools and school age children, but runs the gamut in terms of his audiences. He'll be with us on Friday night and Saturday morning. And, uh, and then we have a nice panel of speakers that have been, you know, gratefully, they have volunteered their time to be part of the Resilient Conference and to come from their areas of specialty. Nice. 
like marriage, yeah, business, churches, right? Yeah, trauma. Uh, You're going to be doing a, a workshop on trauma or children and family. Yes. Um, Esteban is going to one of our dear friends. Esteban, a great therapist, really focuses on trauma with first responders. Yes, first responders, and and because of his background, uh, military. Yeah, being veterans, being um, a retired military and a retired police officer, he has really found a niche yes. in his ability to help people from that vantage point. And what I'm excited about is some of these uh, uh, workshop leaders are our own people. Yeah. And so they, and they're very skilled and competent. Absolutely. We have, we have Carol and Tim Harvey. Uh, Carol is the owner of Joy Unlimited Council yeah. in Kalamazoo. And she's going to be coming. They do a lot of marriage workshops. Yes. Um, she's going to be doing a workshop on marriage and resiliency. Barry, Barry Brigham from Cornerstone Counseling yes. Center is going to be doing a workshop for business leaders yeah. or business people. Yeah. How does resiliency play out for the business leader and yeah. how to navigate your business through adversity and keep overcoming, right? Um, of course, we mentioned Esteban, um, Brian Tima, the lead pastor at Grace Spring Church, will be speaking to ministry leaders yeah. and and assistants and helpers, frontline people, um, how to do ministry well yeah. in the midst of, of this. Ashley True, our very own Ashley True and Brenda Slagle, uh, will be focusing on um, children and parenting. Yeah. They'll be doing a workshop on that. And then Raphael. Yeah. Um, with the Gold Lake uh, Community oh, Schools. Oh, the superintendent, Yeah. Um, so Rafe Rafe is going to be, um, with us leading a workshop for educators. Yes. Um, boy, talk about a front line that really faces adversity every single day. Oh my word. It is our educators. (laughs) Yes, it is. Right. So whether it's marriage or business or ministry, or if you're a first responder, you're in the medical community or business owner, um, all of these items are being addressed at the Resilient Conference, April 28th yeah. and 29th. And I think the format of the conference is conducive so that you don't eat up your entire weekend. Nope, it's going to be Friday night, um, just 7 to about 8.30, 9 o'clock. Um, and then on Saturday, we start off at 9 a.m. with some opening remarks. Dr. Gibbs is going to be speaking and then we're going to break into our workshops at 1045 to 1230. We are providing lunch yes. as part of the registration um, from Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And that's going to be that's going to be nice. We're going to come back for some interactive activity, finish up with some questions and answers, and be able just to hopefully get a sense of connection amongst all these groups that, hey, together we can really overcome the adversities yeah. that we all face individually, collectively in our organizations and are going to be better for it. Yes, definitely. And um, the cost is very reasonable. We yeah. worked hard at keeping the cost. Yeah, very, very low. Yeah, we, we have, uh, we've kept the cost down low, $35 per registrant. Um, that does include your Chick-fil-A lunch on Saturday. 
Um, there is an optional T-shirt, of course. I registered and I bought it. The merchandise. Um, <laughs> and all kinds of other little, like, stocking stuffers and things like that. But it will be a fun time. It'll be educational. It'll be encouraging. And, and hopefully there will be a renewed connection and community Yeah, that we are getting set to continue the work that we're all respectfully doing in our field of interest. And I think it will be practical. Yeah. You know, it's Cliff, who you've heard on this podcast, talks about helpful and useful. Yeah. The goal is to be useful. That's durable. Usefulness lasts. Yes. Absolutely. So that is our advertisement. We don't normally use our podcast to sell things or to promote things, but we wanted to use this infomercial, if you will, um, to get the word out. Um, We do have marketing supplies with postcards and posters and things like that, that we will be getting out to our broader community. And if you're listening and you want us to send you information um, you can simply email us at um, info at resilientconference.org. So I-N-F-O at resilientconference.org. Or you can call um, the Response Care Center, 269-629-0324. And you can let us know if there's something specific that we want to be aware of or if we need to get you uh, a marketing packet for your organization, we would be happy to do that. Just email or call the number and we'd be happy to help. Cool. I'm excited. I'm really excited to hear Dr. Gibbs. Yeah, me too. I, I'm looking forward to learning from and hearing him speak. Absolutely. You know, um, when we come back to just the general conversation about resiliency, um, it's oftentimes made up, and you could go a couple of different directions on this, but we've oftentimes talked about self-awareness as being kind of like the cornerstone for personal development. Yes. Um, being acutely aware, you always say, everything rises and, and falls on accurate assessment. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> and so being self-aware and accurately assessing what is happening in my life and how are adversities challenging me and ultimately potentially shaping me. Yes. And well, being aware of that. I think, yeah, being mindful of that. I think that leads to an important element of resiliency, and that is understanding the benefit of hard or negative emotions. Yeah. You know, in that relationship, like I can, I, I can feel these things and survive them. Yeah. I can hold them in tension and, and, and use them to grow and to develop. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know, with self-awareness, we have oftentimes considered self-care as part of the personal plan to care for oneself yeah, and understanding that we have limits within our life that once I meet those limits and I go beyond those limits, that's where I start to get into a deficit situation. Yeah. Whether that's emotional or physical, psychological, relational. Yeah. I'm now in a deficit situation where 
I'm not going to be able to manage the adversity if I were doing better with my self-care plan. So we'll be talking about that at the conference. Well, and it also speaks to the fact that we need community. Yeah. My bandwidth is, is broader with your help than yeah. it would be just me alone. Yeah. And yeah, we will be talking about that and addressing a number of these challenges. And again, from a, from a practical standpoint. Yeah. And with this model, I'm looking at an article um, from um, the internet and it's, it's just regarding the bounce back project. It's a, it's a project yeah. that focuses on resiliency. Just, I, I, I'm familiar. Well, not totally familiar with, but I recognize it. But one of the features of this, and I've already, I've already mentioned the mindfulness, the self-awareness and the self-care, but positive relationships and you kind of alluded to this a moment ago, is the difference maker. Yes. You were not created to be alone. No. Um, you are created to be together with other sometimes like-minded people, sometimes not so like-minded. Right. Um, I do a lot of marriage counseling, and I have come to realize the most important thing I do is help my couples learn how to dialogue and to appreciate the differences that both of them have within their relationship. And so it's looking from the positive sentiment angle and in your relationship maritally or your relationship with your kids or at work, wherever the, the partnership exists, you can do more when you establish a sense of health and wellness in yourself yeah. And bring that to the community that you're partnering with and look for those positive relationships to continue to allow growth. Yeah. Even in the midst of adversity. Yeah. And when you were talking, I was thinking of um, a very workable way to facilitate resiliency, and that is practicing gratitude. So I'm grateful that you are in it with me. Yeah. And I'm grateful for the things I've learned or I'm learning. There's, there's an, like you said, there's a number of ways to address this topic and really have it be, um, really be able to utilize or deploy it when adversity yeah. happens. And that's the one guarantee thing of life. Yep. Adversity is going to happen. Absolutely. So um, as we finish this podcast, a little shorter than usual, um, again, just want to remind our listeners that you can find the information that we've discussed today at www.resilientconference.org. Um, again, please contact us and let us know if there's something that we can do for you. Um, again, the phone number that you could call would be 2692 or 629 Info at resilientconference.org would be the email. And um, as always, Dr. Rob, it is a pleasure to be able to just chat with you about life. Likewise. Football, dogs, <laughs> marriages, and uh, totally. the, the goal to be resilient. I love it. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Mindful Conversations with Matt and Rob. We hope that you have a wonderful day, evening, wherever that may lead you. Blessings.